0: Welcome to the Future of Marketing Medicine, a custom podcast in partnership with Pfizer. We're here today talking to the new global chief marketing officer at Pfizer, Drew Paniotu. I am your host, Rakia Reynolds. As Pfizer's first global chief marketing officer, Drew Paniotu leads the company's efforts to modernize its marketing to deliver a one-size, Bits One approach for customers and patients. Drew, thank you so much for joining us today.
1: Oh, thank you so much. It's great to be here. Excited to have the conversation.
0: Drew, I am so excited to talk to you about the future of marketing medicine. So, I'd love to just get right on into it and talk about you, Drew. So, you know, we often see all of the glory and people's titles and their jobs, but Sometimes it's really great to get into the story. So Drew, I'd love for you to talk to us about the story behind your glory and how did you get here?
1: Sure. I often say that it's not necessarily what you do, but who you are that drives success in your journey. For me, the reason I actually wanted to get into healthcare and medicine was because mental illness, you know, affected my family. That affected me. And so I went to Duke and got a you know, degree in healthcare administration and MBA and then went into Johnson and Johnson over twenty years ago. And I and I found it was an industry that just moved really slowly and it wasn't the thing that I thought it would be. And then went to places like Coca-Cola and Disney and really had a marketing journey that was outstanding. And then was living in Atlanta, working for a company there and got tapped by Google and Google Life Sciences Group, which is called Verily, to come back to healthcare. And I felt that now is the time based on all the technology that we have, the fact that we have an iPhone in our pockets uh, that we didn't have before, that we could fundamentally change the health of people and do that now where we couldn't do it 20 years ago. in the industry is moving at light speed, incredibly fast. And so I came back into healthcare. And one of my friends is Valerie Montgomery Rice. She's the dean of the Morehouse School of Medicine. And Valerie would always say, You have to keep healthcare real, Drew. Healthcare happens at the street corner. How is healthcare happening in South Atlanta? In East L.A., and Chicago, that's where healthcare really is created, and that's both high-tech and high-touch and in in the community. So I felt like now with technology, we can really humanize healthcare at a local level in ways we couldn't do before. And so that's why I, I came back to the industry and then came to Pfizer after COVID because we realized that there's so many things that Pfizer can actually enable at this point, the platform it has to affect billions of people.
0: I love that you talk about the local approach because we do know that you know patients and people are healthcare consumers nowadays and you have to be personal with it. You know, you come from this world of consumer, you talked about Google. What has the transition been like for you?
1: I get excited because uh, coming from a tech company where digital is everyone's responsibility, everyone's job, you live and breathe technology. I think the pharma industry has not been that. It's been The scientist and then something's created and then it's given to a team to commercialize for me i'm excited about leveraging the potential of technology to connect people and if we think about atlanta and we think about what valerie montgomery rice would tell me if you want to change people's perception on the vaccine we have to have conversations with people like 2 chains right who she's friends with and that's consistent with vendell washington who i worked with at google and and Verily, where vendell would say drew I love all the conversation about digital marketing, but we have to affect the conversation in the barbershop. And then when we want to affect the conversation in the barbershop, Vendell is like, don't talk to me about iPhone solutions, talk to me about Android solutions, because you know that community has an Android phone in their pockets. Not everyone can afford a, a fancy new iPhone. And so that's when I started to see, wow, it's not just having knowledge about technology, but it's having knowledge about the community of people. And then how do we connect the right technology with the right human beings, the right way to actually affect how healthcare happens or is changed in the barbershop in South Atlanta. That's what I get excited about being at Pfizer because I'm not sure the industry has thought that way. I'm not sure Pfizer has thought that way, but that's why I'm here because I think there's an aperture at Pfizer to think about that now after COVID. If people don't want to take a, a vaccine, it's a consumer behavior thing. And coming from Coke and Disney, I, I love that. I'm a consumer marketer at heart. And I feel like that consumer orientation can unlock so much potential to get people to you know, get the right medicine at the right time the right way.
0: In your mind, what do you think the industry is doing right now in the world of marketing and pharma marketing?
1: The industry is wanting to connect with people. I think we're spending a lot of money doing advertising that I'm not sure it's the best thing. If you watch the evening news, it's basically sponsored by, you know, the pharma industry. You just see a lot of ads and the ads are a bit complicated because of the regulations around those communications. But I think let's forget about advertising to people on television. Let's think about how do we facilitate a better conversation between a doctor and a patient? So I think one thing we could think about is how do we give doctors those tools? Is it something that's an app on their phone where they can have a conversation with someone? If we thought about igniting those conversations in the doctor's office versus you know the evening news, the world might look different. It's tougher to think that way. And so how do you get local, how do you get real, how do you get in the community, how do you get in the doctor's office and enable human to human interaction around something that is technological, right, scientific? That's the the challenge going forward and the opportunity.
0: I love the opportunity because I think it's important for other marketers who are working in the world of medicine, vaccines, and consumer healthcare To see the things that they can be doing not just within their own industries but also their own companies so how will your marketing strategies and tactics change or will they you know are there some strategies that you're going to be bringing from previous things that you've done to the world of pfizer
1: i believe that creativity is a huge multiplier it's an economic multiplier it's a impact multiplier and i know it sounds (laughs) crazy But I think creativity has not been unlocked in the marketing of drugs and of of medical products. And if we could unlock creativity, going back to communications, how we communicate, can we communicate in the most inventive and creative ways so that people can actually understand their health, their condition better, the options that are available to them. And the reason why I say creativity hasn't necessarily been unlocked is that everyone kind of uses the same formula. Again, it's the evening use formula. And I'd love us to kind of do better. I think the world and patients deserve better. We can be infinitely more creative in how we bring these wonderful products that are created by amazing scientists to life. But we have to make it simple, right? We can't, put uh, communications out there that are hard and scientific because people struggle to understand uh, some of that complexity. So we just have to find magical ways where we can connect these inventions to people, keep it simple, keep it human. And to me, that's a creative challenge. And I do feel like creativity and technology can live together. So when we think about that opportunity, for example, a lot of discussion around chat GBT. Well, I think the question for us around chat GBT is like, how do we use that in the most creative ways because the technology is possible? you know how do we address uh, audiences that don't speak English, right? There are pockets around every city, and you know chat being a very conversational thing, we potentially now can unlock the ability to use that tool in a way where language is not a barrier and I think there's a lot to, to go in terms of that, but the ability to be conversational versus having somebody having to type something in, I think, gives us powerful ways to give health information, health literacy information to many different groups that speak a variety of different languages, and that unlocks a ton of potential.
0: You know, when we think about AI, autonomous, artificial, augmented, there are so many different ways that this will impact the work that marketers do and the world of pharma marketers. Are there other tools that you've been seeing that you believe can fold into some of the work that you will be doing?
1: I come from alphabet. <laughs> we all know how Google works in the advertising world. And I actually believe personal communications are really important. A lot of our rules and regulations are kind of driven and based on a model where one size fits all. Or one size fits a few different groups. But if we think healthcare is local, healthcare is personal. So you and I, what makes sense for us is about us, me. One size fits one and We talked a lot about this when I was at Alphabet But if we honor diversity in its purest form, (laughs) it is about a person and what's right for that person. So we need to communicate in the most personalized way possible. And so I think we look at, like, for example, pharma marketing. We need to have incredibly personalized messaging. But the way the industry is set up right now from a regulatory perspective is uh, we have to get messages approved. And then the doctors can do that in person. But before they get to a doctor, that should be our focus is how do we address people? In a way that makes most sense for them, we just can't talk to everyone like they're the same because that's not really you know what the world is about. And I actually don't think we honor diversity, right? We talk about that. The way it can be solved is through using some of the tools that we have outside of pharma that have figured out how do I communicate with you on a one-to-one basis really effectively.
0: I love that you touched upon that, Drew, because I think you know sometimes we get wrapped up in this world of you know diversity, equity, and inclusion, and what you're touching upon is really this world of belonging and mattering, making it more personalized so that people can feel seen. You know, we're in a fast changing market. What are some things that you're doing to prepare yourself for more changes that will come in the future?
1: Well, I think any great company, any great marketing organization, you have to be obsessed about the customer. I often say this we're B to B to C. So in the U.S., we market to consumers and we also market to doctors. And I think there's great technology to just understand people and doctors and customers better, whether it's Qualtrics Medallia to understand how people are feeling, surveying people differently, and learning about them and learning about what matters to them. So I think all that technology that's been unlocked to be able to learn about people is wonderful because it gives us the ability to kind of understand what matters to them. And so I say learning about people and understanding what matters to them, not using technology to market to people. It's technology and the marketing side should very much be about learning and understanding and realizing what's important. And then you can you know, give, people, relevant communications, which I think then is a gift. And I almost don't even call it marketing. I, 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 I call it having conversations with the right people the right way.
0: So Drew, you have a lot of work ahead of you, and I'm sure you have plans in place. How are you thinking about the teams and the people who will be working with you to do all of this work?
1: I think if we are going to unlock new solutions and approach getting medicines to people in new and novel ways, we have to be creative We have to bring technology and humans together in innovative ways. And so I think we have to bring in talents of people that have done that in other industries. So much healthcare information is delivered through YouTube. So we have to bring in people that understand new media and bring those skill sets into the industry. Mobile, 90% of what is consumed by doctors in China happens through uh, WeChat. So we need to have great mobile marketers that understand WeChat in China. And we have to recruit people from companies like Tencent. And so I believe that one of the critical things we have to do at Pfizer and the industry has to do is bring in more people who understand those worlds so that we can bring all of those wonderful technologies and tools, the high tech to doctors and patients, you know, the high touch and make it seamless and beautiful.
0: And Drew, is this a new approach and a new strategy for Pfizer building teams like that, you know, in terms of a modern approach to marketing?
1: I would say it's new for Pfizer. And I think it's probably, you know, this industry hasn't brought in people from the outside on the marketing side. There's been so much focus on the regulation piece and that it's hard to operate. But I think we're seeing now technology unlocks new ways to connect and doctors are actually craving new tools to connect with patients. They get information on a mobile phone. Their worlds are more complicated than ever. And so we have to just be able to kind of understand, you know, digital communications in the most fluid way possible. And it's less about regulatory knowledge. The industry has plenty of that. Uh, We have plenty of people who understand that, but we don't have enough people that understand how do you use technology to unlock connections between people.
0: I love that. High tech and high touch. Drew, I can talk to you all day. I've been fascinated by this entire conversation If there was one thing that we didn't get to talk about that you'd say, hey, I'd love for farmer marketers or marketers in general to know these two things or three things, what would they be?
1: Think about creativity as an unlock. Creativity in terms of the approach creativity in, in terms of how we learn, what's important, the right messaging, creativity about how that all comes together for people. And after COVID, I believe that is the opportunity to really move the world and get people the medicines that they need. The second thing, if we wanna change health and we wanna change outcomes, we have to be able to kind of think about the person in the best way possible and that we have a consumer behavior opportunity in front of us. So if we wanna unlock the potential of all the great inventions, that means we have to figure out the human and the human being. And so let's be creative and then let's solve the consumer behavior problem. If we do that, we infinitely change the world.
0: Drew, that is amazing. Thank you for all of the tactical takeaways that you've provided today. I hope everyone enjoys this conversation. Drew O2, first CMO of Pfizer. I am Rick Ear Reynolds from SkyBlue Media. Thank you so much for joining us.
1: Thank you. Great to be here.
0: The Future of Marketing Medicine is a Fastco Works custom podcast produced in partnership with Pfizer. Our producer is Avery Miles, our editor is Nicholas Torres.